This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM, we are talking travel and Barry Warwick joining me, Jane Klein and Barry... We do have some interesting islands off Australia that are sometimes sort of part of Australia and sometimes they have a connection with Australia. That's right, Jane. Well, we've, um, we've got Norfolk Island, which uh, is, I think, technically a protectorate, but you do need a passport or a document of identity to actually travel from um, here to there. Now, you can actually fly from Newcastle, which is a really good idea, and... Um, as well as from Sydney or Brisbane, so it gives you plenty of opportunity to uh, to actually get there. And Norfolk has generally been perceived as a place of history. You know, people go there for the historical uh, rather than uh, some of the other things that uh, Norfolk has to offer. And so Fletcher Christian and the Bounty and all those things. All of those things. And, look, it is really interesting. And um, Kingston, which is the, um, I, I guess, the old convict settlement, it's got um, what's regarded as the best Georgian architecture in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's really quite an interesting place from a history point of view. But there is so much more to, to do and see. I think people are surprised to find out that there's something like 70 different accommodation options there. And uh, mm. uh, they range from, you know, uh, two-star through to five-star um, places. And Norfolk's trying to reinvent itself. And uh, it's, it's generally had, a, I guess, an older type of traveller going to there. But they're trying to now bring in um, spa treatments, etc., so as to, um, I guess, get younger people travelling there. So that I think once you go there, uh, it then becomes, it grows on you, and you'd love to go back. I mean, my wife said, oh, I could really live here. The people are just so friendly. Um, the speed limit's 50 kilometres an hour, so there's never any danger in... There's there's not a lot of traffic. Everywhere's around about 10 minutes from um, the Wherever. main centre. So it's it's got a lot to offer. And, look, it's only 8 kilometres by 5 kilometres. The temperatures are around about, uh, well, in summer, say, 19 to 26 degrees, and then in winter, 12 to 21. So it's... Not bad weather-wise uh, as well. Now, I understand that cows have right-of-way on um, roads, do they? Uh, cows and horses have rights-of-way, yes. And uh, I think that's part of the reason why there's only the 50-kilometre uh, speed limit. Also, another interesting thing is that you don't have to wear seatbelts there. But, you know, you're in the habit, and I don't think the locals lock their car. But, you know, being from habit. here, <laughs> always lock the car. Mm. So... Uh, and look, there's plenty of touring that you can do there. Uh, it, it just sort of amazed um, both my wife and I just exactly how many different tours. We were there for a week and we could have really stopped um, stopped longer. So um, some of the things or some of the touring that you can do is that there's a fish feast and you get three different uh, types of fish cooked in uh, the way from the Pitcairner Island who are you know the some of the residents there uh, through to a, a number of different ways um, you can go on a farm and industry tour which takes you around the farming that's there convicts ruins tour uh, you can do a breakfast bushwalking tour sustainable gardens tour so 
Um, lots of different lots of things different too. things. Now, there's also a light and sound show, which is a historical one. You can do a progressive dinner with the the locals. So there there is just so much to do and see there. Um, but you do need to hire a car. Um, Although you can, you could get round with the tours, but I always like the independence of having a car. And there's all some great restaurants as well. You can even go shopping. You can even go shopping. Yes, apparently the biggest Lego outlet is on Norfolk Island, and they sell it cheaper than any just about anywhere else in the world. So. On 2NURFM, we are talking travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King and Barry Warwick, another really attractive island that's part of Australia coming our way now. That's right. Lord Howe is, is a really beautiful island. It um, shares some of the same attributes as Norfolk in that um, it's very honest. Um, there's really not a great need to lock doors. Um, the people are very friendly. But it doesn't have any cars on the island. Whereas uh, Norfolk's got a network of roads, um, Lord Howe really only has a, a few vehicles that are used by the, the lodges. And so the way to get around is either on Shanks's Pony uh, or alternatively by riding a bike. So Are there hills? There are. Not that I'm a great bike rider, I suppose, but I've been known to get off the bike and push it up some of the hills because they're just that um, that steep. But you've got lots of things that you can do there, particularly associated with water. They've got a reef and a a very safe um, swimming area. Um, At Ned's Beach, you can feed the fish, and that's really uh, an impressive thing to go and have a, a look at. Um, you can go diving uh, again like Norfolk um, you can go deep sea fishing and some of the best fish I've ever tasted is on these two islands it's lovely and fresh and it's just superb um, other things that you can uh, again you've got a range of accommodation from uh, really quite upmarket uh, like Aragilla or you can go for you know just your normal uh, apartment types accommodation uh, things are a little bit more expensive there than the mainland but the relaxation and the winding down is just worth every um, every bit of the effort to go and see um, Lord Howe so if you want a nice quiet almost like stepping back into a, a small country town um, then it's a great destination. If you want friendly people, it's a great destination. And if you just want to kick back and do nothing, again, a great um, destination that's not that too far from uh, our shores. The airport that Lord Howe only takes a 38-seater aircraft, so it's much smaller than uh, going over to Norfolk, which uh, takes a 737 or about a 120-seater aircraft. So... Um, depending on how you feel about flying, uh, you might choose one island over the other. Mm. But um, certainly a great destination and um, something that, a place that's well worth visiting that's close by to us. Now, there are some mountains on Lord Howe Island. I mean, they're called mountains, aren't they? Because they really are quite high. Um, yes. Mount Gower? Uh, Mount Gower, that's right. And Mount Gower, you actually have to take a guide to climb Mount Gower. So uh, it's well worth it. A person with 
you know, average fitness can really um, do it, but you do need the guide there. Um, other than that, you can go up to the gatehouse, which is another climb. It's not a mountain, but it is a climb to to get there. And that's not nearly as strenuous, but you still get gives a, you the views over the wonderful lagoon and the colours of the sea. It does. It mm. gives you a superb view of the island, and um, you can look out to Ball's Pyramid as well. So um, that's a rock that's sticking out of the ocean that's uh, not too far offshore. And I think some climbers have actually climbed it, but I'm not quite sure how you get from a boat and then make your way up this pinnacle. But I don't know that it's really an encouraged uh, activity. Now you've got an interesting, um, an interesting uh, thing that's coming on display in Bali. Yeah, just uh, something that you really wouldn't expect in Bali. But uh, a restaurateur has bought a hundred twenty-three thousand dollar bottle of wine. Now it'd have to be a really good wine, and and it is. Um, it's a it's a 200-year-old wine that was um, at auction at London's Ritz Hotel. And um, apparently that particular year was a, a really good vintage and one of the uh, finest to emerge from the French Bordeaux region. So it's going on display. I'm just not quite sure whether it'll ever be drunk, but uh, certainly... It's one of the most expensive wine bottles that I've heard of. Yes, and that's in Bali. That's mm. that's right. Um, also, moving to um, onto cruising now, I just thought that the uh, American Magazine of Travel and Leisure has now released um, their the, a poll that they did with their crew their uh, readers on what the best cruise companies are. And um, it was interesting that Crystal Cruises uh, came out best for the big ships with a score of 92, followed by Regent Seven Seas, which is um, had a 90 rating, Oceana Cruises, 86, uh, Disney Cruise Line, 85, Cunard, 84, Azamara, 82, Celebrity, 81.92. So it's not far behind Azamara, and Holland America at 81.29, Royal Caribbean at 80, so uh, and Princess at 79. So um, it was just interesting. Now, that's on the big ships, but um, in the small ship category, um, Seabourne uh, came out tops there with a rating of 93, so it actually beat Crystal Cruises uh, as well, followed by Silver Sea with a 90 uh, rating, and Limblad Expedi- Expeditions at 89, uh, and Sea Dream Yachts 88, and Windstar Cruises at 85. So, And that's conducted by passengers? That's okay. conducted by passengers. So they put it out to their readers, and it, it's how their readers have rated these particular shipping lines. Now, top... It also did river cruise companies as well. So um, Talc came out mm-hmm. at 90, Uniworld 88, uh, Viking 86, and uh, Emma Waterways 85. So hmm. um, again, um, you'll notice that the APT and Scenic didn't come in there, but then this is an American readership. So Thank you very, Warwick, and we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.